You were born with individual strengths and a unique purpose. Don't let fears, false beliefs, or life's happenings diminish your influence. It's time to live and lead for impact. Host Kirsten Ross, expert of transformation, will help you defeat the drama and overcome the trauma that can stop you in your tracks. You'll gain focus, find confidence, and take bold action. Unleash passionate, purposeful you. Let's go. Welcome to Live and Lead for Impact, part of the Impact Academy that I'll be talking about in a little bit. So thanks so much for joining me. I'm Kirsten Ross, your host, and this is episode 235. And today I have a great guest. I'm so lucky to always have great guests. Uh, his name is Sherman Tylosky, and he is the CEO of the George Washington Institute, host of the Friends and Fellow Citizens podcast, and a communications director. A graduate of King's College London and Texas A&M University, he is an aspiring statesman and George Washington enthusiast who plans to run for office in the future. Well, very um, unique guest today. So I'm looking forward to hearing more. Welcome, Sherman. Thank you so much, Kirsten, for having me today. Yeah. So let's dive right in and tell me uh, what you are, you know, the impact that you're hoping to make in the world. Absolutely. Well, since I was little, I've always been fascinated with American history and particularly the stories of American history, in particular about the service that countless generations of Americans have made um, since the founding of our nation. And I've always wanted to bring that out, not just in my career, but to uh, other people's lives as well. And currently, I do a lot of this. I tell fascinating stories from American history, from a lot of unknown figures in the past. And I try to bring out the lessons that we can learn from those individuals, even though we're talking about two, two or more different times within the course of American history. It's a great lesson for people who want to get into public service, uh, who may just want to listen to a, an amazing story about people who gave themselves for causes that were bigger than just themselves and their communities. I also do a lot of public speaking too about national security, which is my background in my graduate studies. So I comment on, on US-China relations, um, and perhaps counterterrorism and some other subjects. But most recently, I've also been talking about the importance of civility in our politics, which I believe is something that a lot of people yearn for but is not often expressed or practiced throughout our political discourse. My experiences in public speaking really, I think, stem from kind of my education, but also very much my work experiences too. I, I had the absolute privilege to be able to work for the House of Representatives as an intern for a Republican member and a Democrat member. And I, I believe that's a really big cornerstone on the impact I want to have, which is I want people to cultivate faith in the U.S. political system and the United States as a nation, because with everything that's going on right now, with, with a lot of problems going on, it's important to have that faith, not just in one person, but really in a whole system that hopefully can breed generations and generations of public service. And, and that's what we need right now in this country. Wow. Well, those are lofty goals and an important <laughs> impact. So... And I know we probably don't want to t turn this into totally a political kind of thing. Um, sure. And certainly we're talking U.S.-based politics versus, you know, elsewhere in the world. But 
what is your, so let's just talk specifically and really divisiveness. Like that's not even really political. It's just kind of a fact right now. There is such a divide and I feel like, um, you know, igniting fear and that divide is such a big part of, you know, again, regardless of which side you're on or what your beliefs are, I think there are a cluster of people on both sides that really want to ignite fear and, and divide us. Absolutely. And I I think you touched upon something very important, which is that it's not political. And unfortunately, this divisiveness has seeped into aspects of society that we might not have expected would would occur, you know, whether it's in sports or entertainment or maybe at the family dinner. And uh, I really wanted to address this part in in my public speaking and my career because it really is important to have some kind of civility within our our system. You know, this the ability to connect with people is not just through, you know, the political means, right? It's a, it's about understanding and learning about someone, you know, about someone's life and what they do. Uh, what they're interested in. These are the kinds of things that we have to very much focus on, which is that human aspect, because we all kind of want, we all have our thoughts and opinions, right? But when we channel those opinions uh, in a more civil manner, we might be able to understand each other more. We might be able to find common ground that we might never have thought existed. And just these, these little things kind of really add up. And I really think, going back to what I was saying earlier about the my, my experiences working for both sides of the aisle, I think it sends a message, I hope it sends a message to aspiring public servants, to people who are part of the political process to some degree. I hope that this will inspire those to look, search for someone who may not agree with everything that they believe in and try to just develop a relationship and just get to know one another. That's that's kind of the kind of impact that I think could exist in small groups, you know, within two people, it could be happen to a whole community. Um, but that's a really good starting point that we need to hopefully address in the near future. So it's funny. So this whole topic, and as someone who, you know, much of my work is really about helping people have you like move through difficult conversations, whether there is now conflict or there's just been so much discomfort that the conversations haven't been had at all. Um, I'm helping people prepare strategically for the conversations, uh, create a mindset that helps them, um, you know, bust through the fear, not let the fear stop them and come and really communicate in a way, you know, that active listening, like you're listening, you know, true communication, active listening and speaking out and trying to remove the filters that we can tend to put in, in the way of truly hearing others, et cetera. And always, I love the, that you're using that word common ground. That's my main thing. Like I, you know, whether I'm working within a family business, um, there, there, there's a lot of common ground, but if we only focus on roadblocks or only focus on where we're different, that's what helps divide and ignite that fear. And it's so a few years ago, I actually was reaching out and trying to figure out how I could get involved as a resource <laughs> to help people better. Uh, you know, and the thing is too, that the, the 100% focus right now is on where we are different or pointing fingers. Like, here's why this is exactly bad. And nothing that we do in this country or in the world is simple. It's not black and white. (laughs) There's, you know, um, 
collateral damage or like unintended consequences, we can call it no matter what decisions you make, there's nothing perfect that will give a a, a 100% smooth path to that ultimate goal. But I feel like there's so much um, emphasis now in all the communication, again, from both sides, pointing out what's not right about whatever decisions have been made and zero emphasis on here's what did work. Can we tweak from there? And so absent is all the creative problem solving that we really need. So I was not successful at all in finding a way where I could make an impact here. Um, I found that I really ended up scaling back my, you know, I, I um, when I talk about advocacy, I say like pick a, a level where you can make an impact. And um, I feel like at this point I'm down to, I can help make an impact, you know, within some businesses and then personally by not using language that divides. But so I say all that to say, um, I would love to hear a little more specifically how through your uh, speaking or the activities that you're engaging in that you hope to impact and decrease the amount of division. And, uh, you know, the what what's the word you use? <laughs> like um, All the horrendous language that we hear and lack of respect. Right, so, like, like civility or common ground, right? Yeah. Yes. What so what exactly is it that you plan to do? Maybe I'll jump on this bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. I mean, it's uh, it really is all about building a platform for welcoming people on different sides of the aisle who have may have different interests, but who again put to get put themselves out there to serve for others in hopes of serving for a larger cause that's bigger than just themselves. And the things I usually do when it comes to public speaking, I love doing podcast interviews, obviously, including this one. Uh, but the main thing is to not only communicate a bit about my experiences um, on regards to working in government or in public service, but really also just speaking to others, learning about where they're coming from and uh, sometimes putting the, the heads together and coming up with policy solutions or uh, finding out ways where you can expand civics. You know, civics is such an important part of our democracy and to be able to learn how to expand that through storytelling because, you know, everyone loves a great story, right? So if we can expand civics and, and, all, and all the rest of the appreciation for that, that would be a really, really big step. If I can point maybe one experience that really in recent months has been quite an impact for me is um, I've had an opportunity to intern on the Hill in, in, in Capitol Hill on in Washington, D.C. this past spring. And I, on my very on my third day of my internship, I was caught up you know, in lockdown on January 6th uh, on the day of the insurrection. And that day was very momentous to me because it showed it was a huge challenge just to you really even process what had happened on that day. Um, and not to get you know too much in the politics here. I think overall, though, what it has done it has is that it has only given me more more motivation to do what I'm doing, which is to speak out about civility, how to inter speak with others who have a different opinion than you do, um, focusing on uh, issues again, like you said earlier, focusing on issues that we can uh, share about or things that bind us together, and also. To your point too, which is finding that level of impact, that is so important. You know, there's so many different ways. There's countless ways to serve for the public, and it, it's it would be a shame to not share or at least motivate people to explore 
their level of public service with their strengths because everyone's got different strengths and it's important for our system you know in our country to uh, to motivate people and tell them saying you have a place in our society to contribute and by expanding those opportunities by talking to people and just listening uh, that already is such a big deal for me and i i am so excited to continue uh, my public speaking and to just listen to others and to help anyone out there who wants to look for a source of faith in our system and for ways to, for us to come together. So um, again, we're not going to get political, uh, sure. but I would love to hear a little bit more specifically about the experience that you had on January 6th and how that kind of it ignited your motivation even more to kind of bring bring people together and have them listen to one another. Sure. Well, I, I interned on Capitol Hill, if you want, quote unquote, normal times. This is summer 2019. And I used to give tours of the beautiful Capitol building for families, for children, um, and to see the scenes on January 6th, such a contrast to my first time on the Hill. Um, it really shocked me obviously and it made me very very sad because i was deeply deeply disturbed not just by the scenes but really by a lot of what had happened to lead up to that day and as an as a young intern you know you're you're kind of a you're you're on the lower end of the the system so to speak in the legislature but you get to be the eyes and ears and you get to soak in and for me as an intern, as someone who's always curious about events in our system, it's always good to soak knowledge and not not to always feel like, okay, I have to, you know, solve the national debt or something. Um, it's all about soaking in the knowledge, making those connections. And that's exactly what I did after that event, which was not only just taking it in um, as difficult as it was, but uh, I've told my parents, I told my family, I said, I'm not, I'm still motivated. I'm st I still want to do that. I still want to get into public service. This is not going to deter me. It has not deterred countless people in Washington across the nation uh, for people to enter public service. And the important thing is to learn from that. And for me, I, I share that story uh, about how I was in lockdown. You know, there was obviously the bomb threat that was out there to the kind of running around and people not knowing what's going on, including myself, because you only know what you know in that in that kind of scenario. Um, but I, I hope that regardless of what people's beliefs are, and, you know, I want to make this as um, as non-political as possible, but regardless of one's political beliefs, I hope that we, we take this lesson, we understand um, how priceless our institutions are, um, how important it is for all of us to engage civilly and to not let these particular events not only ha not happen again, uh, but also to find ways where we can look out for, for each other and to do the simple things that, uh, that can uh, help us get there, whether it's grabbing a coffee with someone or going to a sports game. These are the simple tasks that every every day people can do. Um, and I want to just bring out that message and say, it was a terrible day. I, I still have these really horrible memories about it, even to this day. It's, it's sometimes hard, it's often hard to talk about it, but uh, I think it's, it's important. And if I, if I don't, if I didn't speak out, uh, perhaps, you know, it, it would not be, it, it would not be as big of a calling, a noble calling of public service as I 
might have anticipated to be. Uh, but I wanted to to say something about it and help others in the process. Great. Well, it is very important work that you're doing. And so when you speak, uh, what are some of the topics that you, because I heard you talking about listening to people too, but um, what kind of strategies are you sharing or when you speak, what are some of the topics? Sure. Well, first of all, I, I talk a lot about the and some of the just the basic civics in our, our country. So I sometimes on my podcast or on my interviews, I discuss a little bit about Congress. Uh, Congress is, uh, we often talk about the White House, which is also very, very important. But I also talk about Congress too, because um, it can be a very, very much misunderstood institution. Um, I try to just point out the facts about it, you know, point out how Congress works or how legislation can be passed through. Uh, maybe maybe some notable members of Congress in the past whom no one may have ever heard of before, maybe are largely forgotten, but maybe have a message for uh, people in this day and age so that uh, people can learn from their successes and failures. Uh, this is all part of part of learning, learning about history and learning about uh, civics, too. I, I try to combine the two to not only add the practicality to it, but also bring out the fun because there's really, really fascinating stories. I mentioned earlier about how I used to give tours of the Capitol as, as an intern. I love those times uh, when I would point to them a beautiful painting or sculpture of some kind and tell them the story of that individual or that scene. And by taking those experiences from the, the Capitol Rotunda, bringing them into a virtual atmosphere through podcasting and interviews, it's really become a wonderful medium for uh, people to enjoy the basic civics foundations of our nation, but also to uh, get that a little bit of entertainment to start their week. Um, I, I love also just, again, listening to people's stories through my interviews when I interview people. There's people who have served their communities in so many, in so many different ways, and for them to come onto the show and to reflect on how their work relates to the fabric of our nation, as well as the progress that our nation has made since the founding. Uh, these all come together uh, into the, really the fabric of our nation's founding, as well as where we can go as the United States of America. Well, I love your enthusiasm and, and sense of hope that you're bringing. So tell <laughs> me, um, what is the biggest internal or external challenge that you've had to overcome so far? And how did you overcome it? Absolutely. Well, I think the biggest internal challenge I faced was that I, when I was younger, I always tried to please everybody. And it sounds maybe a little bit cliche for people, but it's true. You know, oftentimes we might be so convinced in our opinions that we think every single person has to agree with us, or at least has to share, has to share our ideas. Um, as, as much as we can, you know, love our opinions and our and, and value our values. Uh, it's not the reality that everyone's going to agree with you. I always refer recently, I actually referred to, uh, someone to a story of the, uh, the father, the son and the donkey. Uh, it's, it's a fable from the old times, but basically the moral of the story is you, you, one can never please everybody. And what it, and when I was younger, I used to think that I could persuade almost every single person I, I met uh, but that decreased my confidence, and it, what happened was that I was I was always let down. I always felt like, oh my goodness, maybe what I'm saying is not right. 
But by taking a step back, realizing that people, once again, come from all different backgrounds and have different experiences, the best way to go about it to overcome this challenge um, is to uh, not only be true to oneself and one's principles, but to also be realistic about the world in which I live in. Um, and that's in the world that it's not all that everyone agrees with Sherman Tylosky. It's a world where, uh, as you point out earlier, it's a very complex world. And I think for me to take a step back and realize that humility is a great virtue and that the important thing is to focus on what you can control and not focus too much on what others think, that has been a very, very big motivator for me. And uh, it's, it's a big internal challenge. It took me a long, long time to figure out. But I do think in part because of my time working in public service and my education in public service national security, it really has taught me a lot about finding confidence, um, retaining humility, and being true to one's principles, but also recognizing that uh, living in a realistic world is the best way to realize one's impact. That is such a good uh, sense of self-awareness and so important. That's going to be really helpful to a lot of people because, you know, I talked a little bit earlier about advocacy and really picking the level where we can make an impact. And I think a part, uh, a lot of people struggle with that people-pleasing aspect and, and taking it on to feel like, whether it's you feel like you need approval or validation before you even start something or along the way, spending time and energy on people who will likely never see from your same perspective. And at some point that that becomes such a waste of energy. Um, and it's okay to move forward uh, with making your impact without everyone understanding. Uh, they're not in your shoes. They don't have your same perspective. And, uh, you know, we don't have to take that part on as long as we have that good, strong foundation where we understand our intentions, we're specific about our goals um, and uh, aren't letting our feelings and emotions drive. Uh, we we don't need to. Yeah, we don't need to listen to others who, who exactly. would say, uh, don't do what you're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's going to be really helpful to a lot of people. So uh, with this mission that you're on, I'm sure that there are uh, trying times and that it requires tenacity. And so how do you stay motivated and tenacious uh, when you're up against tough things? Absolutely. Well, this is a really great question and something that has been a part of my time you know, doing public speaking. One thing, the first important thing is to, is to learn all the ways that one can make a positive impact and utilizing your strengths to find that niche or find that level. Uh, we touched upon this a little bit earlier, but I want to emphasize this point again, because oftentimes when we encounter a very you know tough time or something, we, we might feel overwhelmed. We might start doubting ourselves um, and we might not be so motivated or as, as motivated as we want to. Uh, but when you start realizing kind of our, our level of impact and we start put that into perspective, that really helps a lot too. And, but it, more importantly, I think it leads to something that I've also been touched upon a lot too, which is that uh, it's important to take breaks as well from uh, the core parts of your career. And when I say that, I mean, you know, you know, taking, literally taking breaks, right? So whether it's, you know, going out and, you know, shooting some hoops at the basketball court or, you know, going to a sports game, going to a party, doing something that breaks 
uh, some of that um, that repetitiveness or maybe something that's challenging, just take, taking that step back and recharge, mentally recharging. I found that very, very useful in my life. You know, with politics, it can be so huge in people's lives and it's important, but it's not everything in our lives. And that's something I've, I try to emphasize too, which is despite, you know, all the um, negativity and all the discussions that can be going on, um, having that balance in one's life and realizing that uh, work, and by letting work overwhelm you, it doesn't help at all. And so by taking that step back, taking that break every now and then, uh, that kind of just says, all right, taking a break. And then once I'm done with this activity, I'll be right back into it. I'll be right back in the action. Um, and that's the, that kind of recharge, mental recharge. If only that was more of the case in this day and age, I, I think a lot of things could be uh, solved a little bit better. Uh, but th- that's kind of something that I found was very, very huge when it comes to dealing with something challenging is taking that step back and finding that extra boost when you come back to that activity, when you come back to that challenge and more often than not, it works out really, really well. Yeah, I like that. And you're so right. That is uh, very important, that rejuvenation time. Uh, you know, we need, we we can become depleted. And when we're depleted, it's it's harder to be objective and have good assertive communication, which is active listening and speaking. Uh, and, you know, emotions can rise higher and, you know, we're just not as good at anything <laughs> when we are depleted. <laughs> and me. in this instant gratification world, people have such a hard time or people feel guilty if they take, you know, downtime. And a lot of times I, I ask clients to think about, you know, call it a cocoon phase. Don't call it rejuvenation. I mean, there's tons of stuff happening in that cocoon. It looks quiet, (laughs) but but there's a lot happening. So if that's what you got to call it, call it that. (laughs) Because it's an important part of productivity, even though it doesn't feel like it in the moment. So um, final question, what words of wisdom do you have for others who want to make their own impact in the world? Well, if I could boil it down to one sentence, which is to be ambitious, but have humility. And it's important to have these two things because that ambition, right, is that drive. We talk about motivation to live a life of impact. And this drive won't, wouldn't exist if we didn't have it within ourselves. And so to be ambitious, to, to go for something higher, um, it's risky, but you know, I, I always say positive change wouldn't happen if there were, if there weren't any risks. You know, someone or some group of people had to take risks in order to make a positive change. And so the I definitely have that ambition, but the humility part, something that I mentioned a little earlier, is also really important too. You know, we live in such a complex world and you know, in my time, whether it's working with Congress or doing something there, you you you're faced always with the bureaucracy, which is you know, a lot of there's a lot of people involved. And I think when instead of waltzing in into whatever area, whether it's politics or another area of, of one's life, instead of waltzing in and thinking that you're going to change everything overnight, or that you're going to solve this problem in the with the with the wave of a magic wand, instead focus on the things that you can do every single day. You know, write out a plan for that day to say, okay, these are the kinds of things I'm going to do, or find ways to interact with people and say, well, how can I how can I work with you, or how can I get to better know you. Um, by taking these little steps, realizing that change is not just about one person, it's about a collective of 
people who have that ambition and humility um, and that faith to make positive change, it makes us think about our lives a little bit differently and in a po more positive manner so that we don't feel overwhelmed, right? Or we don't feel like we, we have to solve every single issue right, right away. Let's think about the long term, think about our sustainability in our lives. And by doing these things, by remaining ambitious, but also keeping that humility, we'll be able to, to initiate a lot of change. I would also say one last thing is, and again, going back to my point earlier, definitely find that niche or find that area of impact that you think you can have uh, the, the best chance of maximizing when it comes to your life, whether it's maximizing your strengths, finding those reasons for why you want to make an impact. Uh, those things are going to be very, very critical. And it really feeds back into that ambition and that humility that we can all strive to have more of. Yeah, so important. I Sometimes I think we can get so hyper-focused on the end goal. We forget, and I find myself talking to clients about this a lot, we can get hyper-focused on that and forget to um, add in that relationship piece to your definition of success. You know, it's not uh, drive at all costs. And particularly in this time too, you know, depending on where you're getting information or how you know, we have very different perspectives. And so if someone has a different perspective, we have to have um, patience and maybe even empathy exactly. because it doesn't do us any good to, to fight or push our view. Um, it really is about connecting first, valuing that person as a human. Again, we have that common ground if we could focus there. Um, and these conversations don't happen well on social media. <laughs> no, you know, in my personal experience is not, no. Not <laughs> at all. Yes. <laughs> please, please don't <laughs> don't spend any time engaging there on these topics. Uh too black and white, no negotiation, no focus on common ground, only the differences. Um and really kind of igniting those differences. Absolutely. So um, thank you so much. Uh, I will be interested to see on kind of the progress that you make. And now are you actually running or this is just a future goal? It's a future goal, but you, uh, I can tell you that it's going to happen. <laughs> so I don't know exactly when I'll, uh, maybe I'll keep you posted or maybe some, maybe something will be out there, you know, making an announcement or whatever, but I, I'm still intended on, on achieving that goal in the future. Okay. And whereabout would you possibly be running? Well, I, <laughs> I, I, I can definitely say sometime, somewhere in the Western part of the U S you know, I'm originally from California, but you know, I have connections with California and Nevada, but also have connections with Virginia and Florida. So there's, there's a ton of, ton of amazing, interesting States that, can be great places for public service. I don't think there's really just one place to do public service. There's there's so many amazing parts of this country where people can, can do public service, and we'll see uh, we'll see how how things go. But uh, I, I would say those four states in particular would be the closest to to my heart at this time. Hmm. Interesting. So you know, I thought maybe a first for me was going to be able to say you heard it first here, folks. So 
<laughs> with some official announcement, but okay. Well, so you definitely need to keep me posted uh, both on, you know, this kind of grassroots effort that you have right now to really listen and bring people together and diminish that divide. Thank you for that. Um, so I will be curious to see and, and, and what updates from you for sure. Uh, and then, yeah, if you end up running, I would love to, to learn about that as well. And if you want to connect further with Sherman Tylosky, you can find his um, podcast at shermantylosky.com. Let me spell that for you. S-H-E-R-M-A-N-T-Y-L-A-W-S-K-Y. Com. And as always, you'll be able to find his links on the show notes for today. And you can find those by going to defeatthedrama.com, click on the podcast tab and go to episode 235. And while we're talking about impact, uh, my impact Academy has launched. And so this is a place for impact makers to go to find a zillion resources and, and building on, uh, everything from mindset and leading and advocacy and getting volunteers, getting the best out of volunteers. Uh, so there are videos and audios and PDF downloads and, uh, monthly time in groups, uh, with me on uh, strategy and coaching and uh, just more information and resources adding constantly. So if you'd like to check it out, I invite you to go to myimpactacademy.com forward slash join, and you will find just a ton there. And I really look forward to locking arms with you there. So thanks for listening. Thanks for the impact that you're making in this world. Get out there and make your bigger, bolder impact. And again, Sherman, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you so much, Kirsten, for having me. I had a wonderful time and thank you all for what you do. Awesome. Awesome. 